Letter 44 of Moral Letters to Lucilius by Lucius Annaeus Seneca, translated by Richard M. Gummier. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. On Philosophy and Pedigrees You are again insisting to me that you are a nobody, and saying that nature in the first place and fortune in the second have treated you too scurvily, and this in spite of the fact that you have it in your power to separate yourself from the crowd and rise to the highest human happiness. If there is any good in philosophy, it is this, that it never looks into pedigrees. All men, if traced back to their original source, spring from the gods. You are a Roman knight, and your persistent work promoted you to this class. Yet surely there are many to whom the fourteen rows are barred. The Senate chamber is not open to all. The army, too, is scrupulous in choosing those whom it admits to toil and danger. But a noble mind is free to all men. According to this test, we may all gain distinction. Philosophy neither rejects nor selects any one. Its light shines for all. Socrates was no aristocrat. Cleanthes worked at a well and served as a hired man watering a garden. Philosophy did not find Plato already a nobleman. It made him one. Why then should you despair of becoming able to rank with men like these? They are all your ancestors, if you conduct yourself in a manner worthy of them. And you will do so if you convince yourself at the outset that no man outdoes you in real nobility. We have all had the same number of forefathers. There is no man whose first beginning does not transcend memory. Plato says, Every king springs from a race of slaves, and every slave has had kings among his ancestors. The flight of time, with its vicissitudes, has jumbled all such things together, and fortune has turned them upside down then who is well born he who is by nature well fitted for virtue that is the one point to be considered otherwise if you hark back to antiquity every one traces back to a date before which there is nothing from the earliest beginnings of the universe to the present time we have been led forward out of origins that were alternately illustrious and ignoble a hawful of smoke-begrimed bus does not make the nobleman. No past life has been lived to lend us glory, and that which has existed before us is not ours. The soul alone renders us noble, and it may rise superior to fortune out of any earlier condition, no matter what that condition has been. Suppose, then, that you were not a Roman knight but a freedman, you might nevertheless by your own efforts come to be the only freeman amid a throng of gentlemen. How, you ask? Simply by distinguishing between good and bad things, without patterning your opinion from the populace. You should look not to the source from which these things come, but to the goal toward which they tend. If there is anything that can make life happy, it is good on its own merits, for it cannot degenerate into evil. Where then lies the mistake, since all men crave the happy life?
it is that they regard the means for producing happiness as happiness itself and while seeking happiness they are really fleeing from it for although the sum and substance of the happy life is unalloyed freedom from care and though the secret of such freedom is unshaken confidence yet men gather together that which causes worry and while traveling life's treacherous road not only have burdens to bear but even draw burdens to themselves hence they recede farther and farther from the achievement of that which they seek and the more effort they expend the more they hinder themselves and are set back this is what happens when you hurry through a maze the faster you go the worse you are entangled farewell end of letter forty four recording by john van stan savannah georgia